This episode of TMS is brought to you by Magic Spoon. Go to magicspoon.com slash TMS to build your own custom variety box and try it today. And be sure to use the promo code TMS at checkout and get free shipping. Coming up on TMS, less hard than the last one. That's a lot of wood. This perfume smells like a ruse vagina. Has anyone seen my dongolith? More like McFib. Mr. Doctor. <laughs> Dr. Ferratu is my phlebotomist. Leave it to, sorry, leave it to Newman's beaver. Don't move the scrubber. Riding the B.O. Railroad. I would figuratively kill for a CRX. The McRibs with a side of beard hair. Don't want a big bleeder. Getting back to appropriate tea. Sorting screws with Bill. Major spoilers and more on this episode of The Morning Stream. I like to chill on the couch and watch TV. I like to chill on the couch and watch TV. Because doing that shit is fun for me. Some people like to hike. Some people like to ski. Some people like to sit around and play D&D. I think that stuff is cool. But personally, I like to chill on the couch and watch TV. You wait and wait and wait and wait. I don't think you were the milkman. This is the morning stream. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to TMS. It is Monday, December 7th, 2020. I'm Scott Johnson. That guy is Brian Ibbett. Hello. Hi. Hi. Hello. Hello. Hey, welcome uh, to a Monday. Yeah, I was gonna say it feels weird though because we're starting late. It's ten oh seven a.m. in the Mountain Time Zone, and uh, normally we're an hour before this when we start. But I had a doctor's appointment that went not as long as I thought, but long enough that uh, we were right to predict ten. So it was good. Good. Did uh, they give you any of your blood back that they've been taking? No. Um, in fact, she asked me that. She says, "Hey, a couple times a year, you should give blood because you're you have a good red count, and they like people like you. So if you want to donate blood, you're a perfect candidate to give more blood away uh, for the people who need your blood." So she wants to take more of my blood, and Jeez. I'm now convinced these people are vampires, and they've been just yeah. fooling me the whole time. Yes. Is your doctor in Revendra? <laughs> that's, that's a joke only maybe half of the audience will, yeah, will get maybe, or care about. Maybe two-thirds. Three, eh, two-thirds. Okay. That's hard to say. But yeah, she uh, she's awesome, though. Man, I love this doctor. She's great. She's, she's cool. uh, giving me all the right stuff. And what's great about my current state, all these blood tests, basically just is uh, like your average guy my age not taking COVID downtime very well, you know? Mm -hmm. So none Mm -hmm. of it's like outrageous or horrible or way off into the places it shouldn't be, but it's just enough of tickling the edges of things in various places that she's like, all right, we're going to do this. We're going to do that. You got three months to do this. We're going to do this. So, uh, yeah, it's good stuff. It's good stuff. (laughs) I'm not dying is the point. I'm I'm good. 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 I'm alive. I'm well. My red count is high. I need to go maybe give some blood. We'll see how that goes. How's your tea? My tea is low. Uh, that's one of the things we got to work on. The the old mm-hmm. the old tea shots were not high enough. That was too experimental. She's like, I'm giving you a regular dose. We're gonna get you. We're gonna get you back to the normal tea. Normal tea. No more low tea. Low tea. Good. Good. Back uh, to the up the, the medium tea. Regular yeah, medium tea, tea. Appropriate tea. Oh, and I got a recommendation. And I should. I'm not oh. gonna save this for an app slap because it's dumb. But uh, there's an app called probably a lot of people have heard of this, but it's called Good RX. And oh on, yeah, it's on yeah. your phones. Like no matter what phone you got, it's on there. And uh, if you're in there searching for something, uh, I'll give you an example. Prescription uh, deals up the wazoo. That's right. At our local Smiths, which is like a Kroger type, you know, chain of, of uh, grocery stores slash pharmacies. Mm-hmm. And uh, for this one thing I need in there, uh, 
normally $137 per dose or per, uh, mm-hmm. I guess, it, I don't know what it is. It's like a vial. It'll be a dose. Yeah. 15 bucks on here. 15 Jeez. It's the yeah. way to do it. It totally is. It's it's funny that uh, this could almost be a a Dan Patrice discussion because I'm sure he's I'm sure he's got things to say about it, and I can't imagine that he'd have anything bad to say about GoodRx because it, um, you know, if it works for people, then all in all, it's got to make him happy. It's yeah, be- I mean, the the doctor even said she goes one time I was in the place getting something she needed for something for herself, mm-hmm. and they said okay, that'll be 120 dollars, and she's like. Pulled out her phone, showed him the thing, said, "Oh, okay, sorry, that'll be twelve dollars." <laughs> yeah, like, it's amazing. If anything, it's helped it. illustrate how stupid our system is over here. <laughs> it really is. Yeah, I don't get it. Like I was thinking this weekend, what are what are the biggest scams that we view mm-hmm. as normal? Uh, and the I guess car can... buying uh, experience yeah. is one of them. <laughs> Prescription drugs is another. Yeah. Uh, the entire healthcare uh, system. Insurance is the biggest scam we all think is normal. But it's the... Yeah. What is this? It's like, okay, yeah. here's how insurance should work. You pay, and when you need it, you get it. Here's how it actually works in practice. You pay exorbitant amounts of money, and then when you go in, you pay another little bit of money for your freaking co- mm-hmm. quote-unquote copay. Oh, and you haven't reached your deductible yet. What other freaking outer space bullshit are we going to throw into your freaking plan? Right. Right. I mean, it's so effed up, dude. Gosh dang it, I hate it. <sighs> it is. Even totally though, is. Yeah, my doctor agreed with me, even though that's how she gets paid. When you, if you uh, go to Canada with uh, location services turned on and you launch that app, does it just play, uh, you know, a, a Canadian guy laughing at you? Like, <laughs> oh, you're so you don't funny. need that. We're not about that all up here. Yeah. Okay? Sorry, sorry, you took the bandwidth to download that app, see, but we don't need it up here, see. <laughs> sorry, sorry about that. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, this deductible business, America. That no one else does that, mm-hmm. and they've convinced yeah. us it's all normal. Oh no, this is how it's done. All oh, right. No, oh, it's I not. Know. Here, let me just have these two birds. Let me hold them up <laughs> and do this. All right. That's right. Brian, it's uh, been a it's been a weekend, and we had a lot of stuff going on, and stuff happened, and uh, it was great. But uh, we gotta we gotta do a show, and I'm gonna start it here with an email from JF. I think this is JF Dubo. I think. Oh, our cool. old pal from up north, speaking of Canada. Yeah, um, he says good this. Canadian buddy up there. Yeah, for sure. He says, "Hey guys, cotton candy, aka fairy floss. Uh, it's all makeup. Some kind of uh, sorry. It's all makeup. I keep putting up in there. It's, it's all, all makes, makes some, some kind of sense. That's still not right. Oh, it all makes some kind of sense. All right, but do yeah, you know yeah. uh, what we the f up French people call that thing?" <laughs> We've got a translation problem here, I think. I don't think this is JF Dubo. No, this is a different JF. Yeah. Usually, like, usually just read straight through JF Dubo's stuff, but this is... Um, yeah. JF Dubo has written books in English, so I think he's, this yes. isn't him. Barbie a papa, or if we translate daddy's beard. Yep, Ooh. never got that one either, he says. Yeah. I think that calls for a word, uh, a world around the table call for that thing. I'm sure there is other weird name for it. Enjoy so in other sh- words, like yeah. what what do people around the world call candy uh, candy floss or uh, cotton candy? See, until computers can do what Brian's doing, we're never going to Google Translate. Never be great. <laughs> well, I've got I just had some AI installed, a little <laughs> bit of machine learning. Um, yeah, I mean that is basically what we need computers to eventually do is what you just did, right? <laughs> right. So, yes. So we can get there. 
Um, he says, enjoy the show and good luck cleaning that orange trash off the walls of the White House, JF. <laughs> oh, you mean Trump's kids? You know, that, <laughs> that part, nice. That part translated just fine. No issues yeah, there. I get it. Yeah. I totally get it. Uh, all right. We got some clarification also from, okay. The other day we were talking about how I don't think you're supposed mm-hmm. to be able to smoke. Right. We on had Gidget air. on. She was smoking on the stream and right. we weren't sure if. She was allowed to do that. Yeah, we thought maybe Twitch would like swoop in and say. And then she, and then she said, "What are you going to do? Arrest me for smoking?" And then she kind of uncrossed and recrossed her legs. Yes, which is yeah. a very important reference that no, all of us should know. Uh, That's right. If you don't know what that is, go look it up. Google Sharon, Google yeah. Sharon Stone. You'll find it eventually. Uh, you might even get there googling Newman. You just follow that guy, Wayne Knight. <laughs> That's right, exactly. Because yeah. it's Wayne Knight who had to deal with it. You get we just Google Beaver, and you might even find it that way too. <laughs> wow! All right, yeah, do that. Well, I'm not talking about the animal. We're talking yeah, about yeah, Candace, yeah, yeah. right? Or, you know, the, kid, the kid from Leave It to Beaver, the one you had to leave it to. <laughs> That's right. Yes. Yeah, leave it to him. All right. Uh, so we found I found this resource, and this came to us via Melissa sent this in. She was trying to tell okay. me during the stream, but she uh, sent this separately, and I, I, I'm glad she did because I didn't catch it on the stream. Basically, it says uh, there's this th- thing on Stream Scheme, which is a website set up for just all sorts of streamer mm-hmm. stuff. It says, okay. can you smoke on Twitch? When it comes to streaming on Twitch, you want to make sure you follow all the terms of service. You might want to light up, but also, are you allowed to do that? It says here, smoking weed during a Twitch stream is allowed if you live in a country or region where marijuana is legal. In fact, Snoop Dogg smoked a blunt in 2018 on a stream just a few months after it was legalized in the state of California. If you're located somewhere where it is illegal... You are not only in breach of Twitch's terms of service, but you may face criminal prosecution if reported. Uh, regardless of your location uh, or local laws in, in, the, um, in the current Twitch environment, it is highly advised that you don't smoke it on stream as it is still very controversial. So basically they're saying it's allowed here, not allowed there, but our recommendation is maybe don't do it at all. Oh, Stay out the trouble is what they're saying. Yes, exactly. Avoid it altogether. Now, this is for, uh, I almost said widget. This is for Gidget, this next bit. <laughs> okay. You know, widget. Don't get her wet. Widget, yes. From uh, Time Bandits. Yeah, right. uh-huh. that's the one. Uh, can you smoke cigarettes on stream? Smoking cigarettes is not against Twitch's uh, terms of service, but they also advise against it, which is interesting. It's like Twitch is like, yeah, you can do it, but, but we'd recommend you don't. It's really mm. weird. Therefore, it is best to take a break from streaming to smoke. Uh, smoke off screen or simply turn off your camera feed during the duration of your smoke. So there's okay. a, a so recommendation. Allowable but inadvisable. Right. There you go. Uh, now vaping, because vaping's the hot thing. You know, everyone wants to vape. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, says here, it is far more common if you see people vaping on stream than it is to smoke. Twitch's guidelines don't prohibit it, but they do not, or they do once again advise against it. The likelihood of you coming into trouble before vaping is low. But if you're worried or don't want to put off certain viewers, try to vape off screen. Uh, also, they always say if you're going to do this stuff, mark your stream mature for a mature mm. audience. Also, don't bring attention to it. So don't constantly be like zooming in going, oh, that was a good time for there. me to have another drag of my cigarette. There you go. So don't yeah. do that. In conclusion, they say, remember, you uh, need to know your limits and don't go overboard. While you are allowed to drink on Twitch, excessive drinking may be seen as self-harm. If you pass out or do something stupid, don't drink for donations and stay safe. Uh, oh, drink for donations. Good Lord. That seems like a... Oh, that's such a bad yeah. idea. All right. If we get up to $1,000 in donations, I'm going to polish off this bottle of Jack. <laughs> Woo! 
I'm sure some people have tried or done that. Oh, I'm sure. I don't doubt it one bit. I actually know someone who passed out on stream multiple times. Do you? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. I'm not going to yeah. say their name. Um, yeah, probably a good idea not to. Don't want to bring that up. And that got him, <laughs> that got him banned for a month, I think, because they did the really? pass out part. Yeah, that was the part huh. that got him banned or got him not banned, but uh, what do you call that? Withheld. Uh, what do you call that? Suspended. Suspended for a month. Suspended, right. That's right. what I meant. So, yeah, we're not in the chat room. We all know, they say. Yeah, I know. I, I'm not, <laughs> we know. We know gonna, who you're talking about. I'm not going to yeah. bring up any names. It's fine. Uh, but anyway, uh, yeah, so there's some cl uh, clearing up of the information by Melissa. We thank you for your service, Melissa. Um, without yes. you, what would we do? Uh, probably just not know things. So thank you very right, much. Right, exactly. That. We'd be dumber. We'd be a lot dumber. <laughs> We'd be dumber officially. Yeah, which we don't need any help with. All right. Yes. Um, Brian Ibbett, we're going to bring Brian Dunaway in. How do you feel about okay. another Brian? We're going to double the number of Brians. Yeah, are you okay with that if there's two Brians in here at once? <sighs> two Brians, one show. That's okay. what, the way I look at it. <laughs> program one Brian Dunaway, all the way from South Carolina, and he brings himself here today to play Babel Royale. Hello, Brian. How are you? Brian? Brian? Oh, is really? that where I'm at right now? Yeah. Are you... <laughs> South Carolina. Oh, you're not hearing me? You're on yeah, way delay. Hear I think you're on massive delay right now. Are you hearing us at all? <laughs> I think he's like... Oh, hold on a second. I got, see the problem. Yeah, you got uh, your porn stream. You got your... Listening uh, to, he's listening to the stream and not listening to us in Discord. Oh, yeah. That's what it is. You got Wait a six-second delay. Wait for it. Uh -huh. All right, I'm back. Oh, now I should is. not be delayed. Now you're okay, now you you're real time. Yes. Was it okay, the, good. Was it the stream? Was it right? It was the stream that you were listening to? Yeah. Well, yeah. Because oddly, uh, my Discord had switched my uh, audio. Oh, source. Not nice. Right oh. in the middle of it. Yeah. And I'm like, hello. Yeah, it does that sometimes. I don't like that when it does that. Thanks a, a lot. Not a fan. Thanks a lot. Not a fan. Dice Tomato says it's his fault that he changed your audio settings yesterday. He did. What a jerk. Did he really? What, what <laughs> he came over to my house. He's like, I'm like, what are you doing over there? I'm like, get away from my computer. And yeah, yeah we uh, we did some experimenting this weekend. So oh, that's that's lovely. But not the kind like you were talking about a few minutes ago, like with pot and smoke and all that. Mm. At the end of the call, <laughs> at, the end, no. at the end of the conversation, did Dice Tomato say, yeah, I'd give this conversation a one out of five stars? <laughs> yeah. No, there was mostly just Green Day does better conversations. <laughs> right. <laughs> Number one response I get from Dice Tomato on Discord is always, meh. Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> I, I like his honesty, though. There's something right. about it. He's he's a curmudgeon and, he's, and he owns it, and it's totally fine. Um, all right, we're going to play Babel Royale and see if we can win some prizes. No yeah. idea what today's contest is, but it's got to be hard, less hard than that last one. So uh, <laughs> let's play. But first, we got to find out who's on the phone waiting so patiently. Hi, good morning. Who's this? Hi, it's Gavin from the UK. Oh, I knew it was. I saw this number. It's like a totally like a freaking UK prefix and everything. I'm like, are we going to get somebody who's like up way too late on the show today? And sure enough, we are. Gavin, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Yeah, you? Ah, doing great, man. It's always nice to hear new accents, you know, Brian? We get all Absolutely. these dumb yes. American accents. It's great to hear uh, someone. Have, is there a new John Lewis ad this year, Gavin? Um, I don't watch much TV, so I haven't seen one. <laughs> okay. Well, um, those always make me cry, and I want to just know if I need to go seek it out. Well, there's always YouTube, Brian. Uh, well, Gavin, there it's is. good to have you here. We're glad to uh, play a game with you, and we hope we win some stuff for you, Brian. Why don't you explain to him what the contest is, how it works, and what he could win? 
Well, I will absolutely do that because this is not Babel Royale. Welcome to the inaugural edition of What's Your Nerd? Okay, now look, we had that uh, thing last week with the uh, the most popular song titles. Uh, admittedly, it was a debacle, yeah. a little bit of a problem, but that's all right. Little, we yeah, move forward. Things happened. Yeah. And uh, prior to that, I was thinking about introducing some new games to the mix. So it wouldn't be just Babel Royale. We'd mix Babel Royale with this other game, and I've got a third game that I'm working on. So you guys, the two of you, will never know what game is coming up. Love it. Well, you might. Oh, you I'm kind of excited about yeah, this. Too. I like I like surprise in my life. Yeah. Officially, we're this is a pilot, and we're working on. Uh, uh, this is workshopping. We're making sure this works. Nice. Okay. So, right. I'm oh, really? There's a what's okay. Well, whatever. This is what's your nerd. Uh, I've <laughs> interviewed a member of the Tadpool and asked them nine questions in a subject in which they consider themselves nerdy. Scott and oh. Brian are going to take turns predicting whether or not our guest will get those questions correct. <laughs> if they predict correctly, they receive a point. The first player to five points wins the game between okay. you two. Caller, Gavin. Uh, your job is going to be to predict which of our two hosts will more accurately guess our guest's knowledge in their category. And if you're correct, you win our prize package, which includes two games courtesy of Wesley from Steam. You get The King's Bird and oh, Sup- take that. Superland. Yeah. What was wait? What was the second one? Second one is Supraland. Supraland. Oh no, that's a good game. That's a good game. That's a good game. I don't know about the king and his bird yet, but I'm sure it's fine. I too. like the king's bird. That sounds interesting. Yeah. Well, the, the king's bird. He's yeah. like, screw the peasants. Screw all of you peasants. If this is a UK-based game, that means the king's lady. Oh, the king's girlfriend. That's right. Oh, girlfriend, right. Yeah, she's a bird. All right. Well, let's meet today's special guest and find out what's their nerd. All right. Wait, do we have to ask who he thinks is going to win first? edition of what? What, Scott? What? Isn't he supposed to tell us who he thinks is going to win? Gavin, I mean, he doesn't know the topic. Oh, oh, all right. Sorry, this is all new. Yeah, I, he has to see. I know. Yes. All right. Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> all right. Here we go. Welcome to the inaugural edition of What's Your Nerd? I'm here with Kit London. Hi, Kit. Hi, Brian. How are you? I'm fabulous. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for being part of this. It should be a lot of fun. First off, where are you from? I am from Scranton, Pennsylvania. Ah, good home of uh, Dunder Mifflin. Yes. The building that they show, is that really in Scranton? The the one they show in the opening credits? Yes. It is. Yes. The building's there, but the company is fictitious. Of course. <laughs> well, I would hope so. <laughs> All right. What is the nerdy category that you have picked for today? The game of Monopoly. Now, do you have a, a big history with Monopoly? Uh, yes. I've always loved it playing as a kid and family game nights and and that in a clue. So. Oh, very cool. What's the what's the longest Monopoly game that you can remember ever playing? Like what's the how much time did you spend on one Monopoly game? About 5 hours because <laughs> we started doing uh IOUs. Oh no. So <laughs> to keep it so, going. So even going beyond the Oh no, you've gone bankrupt game over like nope, we're keeping it going. Wow. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. Excellent. Well, uh, I've got some questions prepared for you. We're going to ask you. We're going to see how the guys do in predicting whether or not you get those questions right. Let's begin. All right. Good luck, Scott and Brian. Thanks. Right. Thank you, kid, London. She's not there. <laughs> All right. So her topic is Monopoly. That's her nerd. 
Uh, Gavin, knowing uh, Scott and Brian's familiarity with Monopoly, well, that won't really help you. But you heard <laughs> Kit London's familiarity with Monopoly. And who do you think is going to accurately predict which questions Kit London gets right? I'm going to go for Dunaway to win. Oh, look at that. Dunaway right. to win. Okay. And there's no start or st- is there a start first thing in this? Or? Um, we can we can let somebody start. It's gonna it's sort of gonna alternate. Whoever has the fewer number of points is gonna get to pick. So, but we can pick somebody to start. Uh, Gavin, who do you want to go first? Um, we'll go for Dunaway to start as well. All right. Okay, sounds good. All right. Let's oh, do now this. I have. Do you guys want so Do you guys want an example? I prepared My God, an example yes. question. Okay. Uh, okay. All right, so this one is not for points. It's just as an example. Um, I asked Kit London, in which city will you find most of the locations used as properties? Okay. And do you guess, so let's say, let's say it was, uh, Scott was beginning. Scott, do you think Kit London knew which city had most of the locations used as properties? Given her proximity and everything, I would say yes, she would know. Okay, and so Brian, you'd get it. You'd get a point if she didn't get this one right. And right. let's hear okay. what she says. In what city will you find most of the locations used as properties? That is in Atlantic City, New Jersey. Very good. Have you been there, by the way? Have you gone there and checked out all the uh, all the locations, the boardwalk, and all that stuff? No, I should. I have to put that on my bucket list once everything calms down. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, you know, the area right around the boardwalk is really, really nice. And then you start going off onto, you know, some of these other streets and, and uh, areas. It's like, oh, okay, this is kind of a rough neighborhood in parts. <laughs> I think some of them don't exist anymore as well. That's right. Yeah, some of the names have been changed. Uh, all right, so. Uh, you would have gotten a point for that, Scott. So there like is. The, I like all this extra interview we're getting as well. This is good. I know. I, I tried to cut a lot of that out, unless it was funny or relevant. Sure, and, sure. So you're gonna get a, you're gonna get a, cut, a little bit of that, but uh, all, right. all right. It's all relevant. Yeah. So now we begin proper. Okay. And all so right. the real question one. And who did Gavin say he's going first? He wants Dunaway okay, to Brian win and start. All right. Yep. So Brian, I asked Kit London. Not including jail, which space has been mathematically determined as the most commonly landed on space on the board? Oh, she's got think she got it right? Oh, of course. Kit Ludden knows this. This is like Monopoly Trivia 101. Okay. So you say she got it right. Let's hear. Not including jail, which space has been mathematically determined as the most commonly landed on space on the board? That would be Illinois Avenue. That's absolutely correct. Yeah, that's a good one to pick up. Load up with houses, load up with hotel, a hotel, and uh, make some make some quick. It's got good ROI, I think. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, absolutely. You get a point, Brian. She did know that uh, Illinois. Of is the most course, she did. Because if you know get London, you know she knows things. Yeah, she does. Okay, that uh, this is all made sense to me now. I get it. Now it makes sense. Okay, yep. so Scott. Uh, here's your chance to tie the game. Uh, I asked Kit London, mm-hmm. uh, what's the name of the bald, mustachioed Monopoly man? <laughs> Did she know the answer to that question? Uh, well, I know it, so she had to have known it because she actually likes Monopoly. So I'm going to say yes, she knew it. <laughs> okay. She actually likes Monopoly. <laughs> You're going to say yes. Let's hear if Kit London knew this one. What was the name of the bald, oh, mustachioed Monopoly I even put the Monopoly scrubber man. right there. I always knew him as Mr. Monopoly. It's probably what he'd like you to call him. (laughs) Only his friends get to call him by his real name. Right. 
I know it's Penny. Shit. Oh, no. There you go. Dang there it. Pennywise jumped in my head. Oh, no. And he won't get out. <laughs> we all <laughs> float evil, in jail. evil cloud. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, you were, you were on the right track. Rich Uncle Pennybags. Oh, that's it. Yeah. She did not get that one right. So oh, man. Brian gets a point. Yeah, that sting it. I was sure she'd know that. I knew that one, and I don't know why I even know it. But yeah, I yes. <laughs> it's one of the few things I I could carry with me around as as Monopoly trivia in my head, honestly. And I know right. what the little right. the original little icons are. Or I shouldn't say what that is because you may have a question about it. Go I on. might ask about that. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Uh, all right, so you get to pick this. It's two to two to nothing. So Scott, you get to choose, okay. uh, or you get to determine. We asked Kit, what's the equivalent of boardwalk? The boardwalk space in the UK version of the game gavin probably knows this one yeah he probably does i'm gonna say she did not know that okay i'm gonna say no yeah let's hear what she said what's the equivalent of <laughs> what's the equivalent oh, come of on the boardwalk God, i keep moving the, the scrubber UK version of the game <laughs> oh i know what i can do all right <laughs> Ooh, i always thought they kept the same version i didn't realize they changed it um i i don't i don't know that one they did they localized it and it's mayfair in uh, in the UK, which is a really ritzy ritzy part of London. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta All keep right. that. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, hang on. <laughs> that was really good. All right, now it's two to one. Scott, you get to still choose on this one. Wait, two to one. We asked. Two to one. Brian has two. You've got one. What, did, what were your two, Brian? Did you, you keep losing. No. He got the first two. You got the oh, most landed I got one on wrong. space. He gets a point. Got it. Okay. okay. Correct. Yep. Exactly. All right. Uh, all right. Next one. All right. We asked Kit London the following question. Okay. What are the names of the four railroads on the U.S. version of the game? All right. Did she know the names of the four railroads uh, on the U.S. version of the Monopoly game? I'm going to say... Yes, she did. No. Okay. All right. Let's hear. That would be the short line, the Pennsylvania Railroad, the Reading Railroad, and the B and O Railroad. Yeah. All yeah. right. Very good. We've tied the B O Railroad. The B O Railroad. Yep. If you've ever been on a railroad, whew, stinky. Ooh, that's, that's full of hobos. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Right. We have a tie game. This one will go back to Brian then. Brian, we asked Kit London this. In 2017, the thimble, the wheelbarrow, and the boot were replaced with what three new tokens? Did she know the three new tokens that replaced the thimble, the wheelbarrow, and the boot? If you were into Monopoly, this was a huge thing because they had had contests of asking people what they wanted. Mm -hmm. Surely, oh, but this makes me feel nervous too because there were so, so many weird ones. Um... I'm going to go, yes, she knew. I'm going to go, yes, she knew. Let's hear if she knew. Ooh. Uh-oh. That's a tough one because these are current versions of the game. Um, mm-hmm. Was it the... Just a couple years ago, yeah. The, I know there was a cat piece and a money bag piece added. I'm going to... I'll interrupt you right there. We've got oh, uh, a no. penguin... A T-Rex and a rubber duck. The, the cat and the money bags are new pieces, but they were introduced, um, I think, like six, five or six years ago. Very good. So she did not know. Oh. The penguin, the T-Rex, and the rubber duck. A point goes to Scott. Yes, it does. 
It's now 3-2. Not that I want Gavin to lose because I think his accent's badass and I'd like to have him talk <laughs> me to sleep at night. But um, all right. So give me the next all one. All right. We asked Kit London. I keep calling her Kit London. We asked Kit the following question. <laughs> Which property is actually spelled differently from the real street that it's based on? All right. Whoops. And I uh, I hit stop instead of pause. So you're going to hear that Play question. Play it one more time. I want to hear that question one more time. Okay. Anyway. All right. Good. Which property is actually spelled differently from the real street that it's based on? So okay. there's a street in Monopoly. There's a street in Atlantic City. They have different spellings, but it's the same street. Uh, is, and this goes to Brian. Brian, is Kit going to know the answer to this one? Oh, yeah. This is Brian. Mm. She did pretty good on the other ones with uh, where the names and locations were. I think she's going to know this one. All right. Let's hear what she says. That is Marvin Gardens. Oh. Absolutely is. Yeah. With an E instead of with an I as it is on the uh, on the board game. Yep. That's absolutely correct. It's uh, Marvin Gardens in real life. Marvin Gardens uh, on I the Monopoly not, board. I love not knowing where the where which Brian begins and which one ends. I, it's right. Right. Really <laughs> <about this. laughs> I know exactly. It's so weird. All right, All right well so done. it's 3-3. Three, three. Scott, you get this one because it's a tie. Okay. Uh, I asked Kit this. What company acquired Parker Brothers in 1991 and are the current owners of Monopoly? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so Parker Brothers, the original... Well, sort of the sort of the original. There was somebody before Parker Brothers, but Parker Brothers got it. They got bought out by another company. What is that company? Did I'm gonna Kit say know the answer. I'm gonna say she knows because she'll just know it because she's seen the newer one on the box and just has that assumption that that's the one. So I'm gonna say yes, okay. she knows. All right, let's listen. That would be Hasbro. Indeed, it is. Very good. Hasbro is correct. They got that. They got the Transformers. I say cross them over, baby. They probably have, actually. Uh, Star Wars toys. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, trust me. There is a Monopoly everything. <laughs> there is a Monopoly everything. Brian, it's four to three. If Scott gets one more point, he wins the game. But uh, this one's going to you. Uh, we asked Kit the following question. What talk show host created the game show version of Monopoly, which premiered in 1990? She don't know that. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know who knows that. Nobody knows that. Nobody knows that. I know that. Uh, All right. You're saying she doesn't know it. Let's hear what she says. There was a game show of Monopoly? (laughs) (laughs) Each each episode lasted about five hours. (laughs) Yeah, this this is new to me. Do you have a guess of a talk show host? Conan O'Brien. <laughs> great, great guess, because he'd be he'd be he'd be perfect. His hair would match the hotel color. Uh, no, it was Merv Griffin. Merv, Merv Griffin. Merv Griffin. Oh, he uh, dude. Merv created so many game shows in the uh, '80s and uh, and the '90s. This one anyway in 1990. It lasted one season. Um, they had one ho- like one MC, some guy I don't remember the name of, yeah. and then two ladies who were dice rollers. And I really don't oh. remember how the stupid game worked. So this is Merv Griffin. He produced it, made it. He didn't ho- host right. host it though. He right. didn't host it. He okay. was just the show, just the creator. Gotcha. Of, uh, of this the has game. been near his death, I think. Right. Oh my God! This is it. Game point, and Scott gets to pick on this one. 
Um, this is uh, the last question. If you get it right, Scott, then uh, you win and Gavin loses. If uh, you get it wrong, then uh, Brian Dunaway wins, as does Gavin. Okay. I think I'm going to give Gavin the prize because he's endured the <laughs> pilot edition of this. The, the Monopoly-length version <laughs> of Pebble Royale. <laughs> Listen, it's only 1035. Yeah. We're doing great. Yeah, this we're not a, doing bad. Time-wise, we're, we're fine. Right along. Yeah, yeah. Yep. All right. Final question. Here we go. In what year did Parker Brothers first release their version of the game? Ooh. In what year um, did Parker Brothers first release their version of the game? Scott, did uh, did Kit know uh, the year that uh, that that Parker Brothers bought the game from the original woman who created it? Oh, I didn't know it was a woman who created it. It was a woman. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Um, I'm gonna say no. That's how I don't know who would know that unless you're a total freak about that game. I don't know who would know that. So I'm gonna say no. She doesn't know. Okay. And here we go. I believe that was in 1935. Excellent. She got it right. It was 1935. Ah, yeah. oh, goes to Brian Dunaway. The prize goes to Gavin. Oh, Congratulations, man. He Gavin. won that. He won that fair and square too. That's perfect. Yeah. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Gavin, how do you feel about being suckered into your, the very first pilot episode of this uh, thing we did today? Nobody knew about this, by the way, but but Ibbett and Kit. No. That's it. Yeah. Yep. So how does that make yep. you feel? Yeah, it was awesome. Um, all of it was alien talk to me. I, the only thing I recognized was Mayfair. <laughs> <laughs> what great. the hell is in Atlantic City? Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> well, uh, when, when when we can fly to each other's countries again one day, we should all go to Atlantic City and party just to celebrate today's uh, effort. Uh, well done. That means that you won, and that means all you got to do is email Brian, coverville at gmail.com, and he will give you your codes. Congratulations, and well done. That's right. I wasn't trying to make fun of I'll be reaching out to a few more patrons to uh, to do this. I've got one that I'm talking to currently, and I'll be hitting up a few more patrons to be our our special guests for uh, uh, for what's your nerd? Love it, love it. Another I reason like it. to another reason to sign up on the Patreon, folks, because it sounds like there's like a whole other benefit I wasn't even aware of, and it sounds <laughs> rad. Exactly. I really like it sure. a lot, actually. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, I liked it a lot except for the part where Ibit asked the question twice. So yeah. I kept getting confused. I was like, well, who's talking yeah, right he, now? But he Once fixed I that. Out, workshopping. So I'm using a, you think I'm using the same soundboard program that Scott is. Mm-hmm, and great. if you select it and hit play and then pause, if you hit play again, it starts at the beginning. But if you do uh, unpause from a different part of the screen, then it starts it right from where you left off. Yeah, yeah. You do the pause all and then... Uh, resume or whatever and you can exactly. they let you scrub as well on that main thing but it's a little tricky because the, the way oh, i don't have a, i don't oh on the main thing yeah right. i'll uh I'll send, main you thing. A, I'll send you a scrub <laughs> because cool. i think you if you have that window up or i think you have to have it i forget how it works but i'll send mm-hmm. you a screenshot anyway i thought yeah. i it was great i would i would do that again that was, it was totally great fun. It was yeah. fun. so we'll alternate for right now we'll alternate, alternate this and Babel royale and then i've got a third game i'm working on that uh that will introduce um, as soon as it's ready to Guess roll. Guess what's nice. in my navel? Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, I don't want to know that. Uh, it's going to be whatever color shirt I'm wearing. It's going to be a... Uh... <laughs> I never want to know the answer to that question. For, I mean, I'm, if, I've, if it's Dunaway's, I mean, because his is gross. Oh, yeah, exactly. yours is a rat's Mine's nest. Mine's huge. Yeah, you yeah. got a, like a, a sleeping dragon in there or something. I don't know what's yeah. going on. Uh, well, anyway, get back was, in there, Dragon. That was really fun. Uh, Brian Dunaway, well done. Uh, you you won some prizes for somebody and uh, did did quite well. You have done well as uh, 
somebody once said famously i can't think of who anyway we're uh, doing a boop show tonight yeah boop show today 3 30 mountain time 5 30 your time uh, tomorrow uh, what what'd you say it's tomorrow it's tomorrow i'm wrong it's tomorrow oh yeah you have a thing it's not today you have a thing today you have soccer it's tomorrow right 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 right. basketball yeah yeah you forgot a ball sorry there's a ball involved (laughs) You've got ball. Uh, so the boop show tomorrow. This uh, this two Tuesdays in a row, but only this, these two times. Normally Monday, but uh, we he had a thing right. today. So the boop show's tomorrow, three thirty Mountain Time, normal time uh, in the day, just a different day. And uh, we got games to talk about. I played a weird one, and uh, we'll we'll see what we yeah, think about that. All right, uh, Brian Dunaway. Anything else you'd like to mention before we go? Yeah, I, just, I just had a really good time, and I got three hours worth of film sack to watch this week. But you know, other than that, <laughs> oh, that's right. yes, we do. <laughs> but it's the abyss. It's good. We like know, the abyss. It's good. It's good uh, the abyss is a good spending of three hours. hours, two hours and a half, two hours and forty-four minutes. It's the collector's unit or deal. Well, not collector's. What do you call the collector's it? unit? Director, yeah, the special uh, edition. The special the edition. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the collector's deal. <laughs> It's what's in my belly button right now. We all like what the kind of a deal. We're pretty excited. So uh, check that out this weekend. Brian Dunaway, we will talk to you tomorrow for the Boop Show. Bye. All right. He has left. He has gone. And now this. Whoops. This. It's time for the news brought to you by... Hey, one more quick thank you out to Kit London for being part of that. I, I thanked her during the recording, but also got to thank her right now for being such a great sport. And a uh, uh, little inside baseball, we had to record that twice. But we kept the answers that she got wrong and right the same. We just had to act like she was getting them wrong. Oh, what the happened? You lose a, lose a recording or something? Or Yes. Oh. Yes, I deleted it, and it was before my backup occurred because <laughs> because the uh, uh, audio hijack named the file the same thing that I use for something else that is always deleted. It's a backup yeah. that I delete because I never need it. And, right. Uh, Get rid of it. Anyway, uh, real quick, soundography, uh, which will be going up on the feed later today, uh, focusing on the year 1988. What music came out in 1988? And did Hammond and Brian even listen to any music in that whole year? Find out today on soundography. Nice. I listened to, uh, for some reason, kind of on repeat, or mul- I'll say multiple times, not on repeat, but I listened to Till Tuesday's... I- uh, yeah, so you tweet, voices carry. Yeah, so you voices carry. I couldn't stop, and I think there was there's something about that song that triggers something in me. That's a very yes. specific time and place and age and part of my life that it just is really narrows into, just like laser one, focus. One of my ten favorite songs from 1988 was a Till Tuesday song. Their first album uh, with voices carry was. Uh, 85, yeah, 86. A couple years ago. Their follow-up album came out in 88, and there's a, a song on there that is one of my is is one of my ten favorite songs from that year. Chatroom says, isn't that song about child abuse? Says the P squared. Is that true? No, it's about uh, uh not child abuse, but it's about a over dominating husband or partner that wants his um wants his girlfriend or wife to be quiet i think at least at least based on the uh the music video that's what it's about okay i just don't <laughs> it's like finding out one of your favorite songs has got some dark hidden meaning i don't want to know about it it's about yeah, spousal exactly. abuse oh man that's great well anyway for whatever reason stuff. <laughs> it, remi- it reminds me of dances and and and, and not, uh, you know hanging out with my friends and driving my crx too fast and mm-hmm. just that was a great time 
And that song that brings it back. Time. But I don't have. And yet, we like, all knew at the time, like, oh my gosh, Amy Mann is going to be, uh, is going to just go huge, whether it's with Till Tuesday or solo. And sure enough, um, she's sure great. Enough, that's she is great. Had a kind of a mini crush on her for a while there. Yeah. How how could you not? Yeah, it was impossible not to. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of which, I can't talk about that till recommendals. That's Wednesday. Uh, <laughs> I saw a thing I really liked, and the per- people who are there's a person in it who I kind of have a crush on. But oh, even my wife knows, right. so everyone just calm down. Yeah, I know the CRXs they are in high demand now. Luke you can't get them anywhere. I wish I wouldn't have sold mine. I'd kill to have it back. I wouldn't kill. Hmm. I don't like murder. <laughs> not literally. Yeah. Would not literally kill. Yeah, figuratively kill, not literally. All right, check this out. Mike Tyson. You know him. You familiar with his work? Okay. I am familiar with his work. Yeah. His, uh, He's a he's a, a movie star, right? In in The Hangover, that's yep. the only career he that's ever it, that's had it. was just being yeah. a. Yeah, he's a known he's known character. to be a bit of a fisticuffer when it came to a bar fight or whatever. But you know, other than that, not really known for yeah. much. Yeah, yeah, sure. big tattoo on his face. That's about it. <laughs> that's right. Uh, well, Mike Tyson, he weird high voice. Yeah, weird high voice. He had this, so he came out of uh, retirement and boxed again against Roy Jones Jr. here recently. This was like what a week and a half ago or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't see it. Um, who won? Actually, I don't even know who won. Did he win? I don't know who won either. I saw a little interview of the, of the two of them um, beforehand, and Mike is like, "Yeah, he's he's been fighting this whole time. I just came out of retirement for this." Yeah, let's see. Oh, Jones and a Benjamin says it was a draw. Oh, they did a draw. Oh, lame. Mm-hmm. I was Boring. hoping they would just destroy him. But anyway, but uh, nobody won any money in the casino. <laughs> yep. But the pod industry may have won a, a battle. Mike Tyson smoked marijuana before his exhibition fight against Roy oh. Jones Jr. Yeah. Um, besides uh, training for hours and on end, and uh, that led up to the event, Mike Tyson prepared for his exhibition fight by smoking pot. He admitted to as much uh, after, or, or say after the fight, and added that even during the height of his career, he was smoking marijuana before and during his fights. So that hmm. means like, ding, 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 go back to the corner, take a quick drag behind the towel yeah. there, you know? That means we can't stream it. We can't, uh, well, nope. it's not recommended that yeah. we stream that fight. We can't no, recommend it, but it's not illegal. <laughs> so do you think, I wonder if uh, um, if he hadn't smoked, what would the outcome of that fight? Would it have still been a draw? <laughs> I took a draw. Yeah. But would it have still been a draw? Or yeah, I wonder. I mean, the fight was in Vegas, so somebody in the chat saying it grew him himself legally. It doesn't matter if he's in Vegas. It's also legal, so it doesn't matter. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, uh, had he won, would that have mattered? It's not a performance enhancing. If anything, it's a depressant. Right. It would slow you down, right? Right, exactly. So if anything, he was putting himself at a, at a less of a, I don't know. I don't know how that works. That's a really good point. Tyson and Jones fought to an eight uh, eight round draw, uh, which was scored or sorry, yeah, was scored by three former WBC champions. The Voluntary Anti Doping Association tested Tyson and Jones uh, for performance enhancing drugs before the fight, and marijuana is reportedly not a banned substance, according to USA Today. So there's the answer to that. Uh, you can do the pot, you just can't do like uh, like I'm guessing if you had meth in your system, mm-hmm. that that would enhance your performance, I would think, in the short term. Right. Um, but also, you know, steroids and other stuff. But anyway, may not be the last time we see him in the ring, by the way. He says that he is interested in a rematch with Jones Jr. while adding that he wouldn't mind facing some of the sport's top heavyweights uh, like Tyson Fury. I don't know who that is, but that's kind of funny. I don't either. Tyson Fury! It's the Tyson-Tyson fight. <laughs> it's right, the Tyson-Chicken exactly. Chunk fight. Um, and also Deontay Wilder and Anthony Joshua. Don't know these people. 
What's with these <laughs> first and last names being first names? Anthony Joshua. Who's called that ever? That's right. crazy. Well, he's, maybe maybe those are maybe that's his first and middle name, and he's uh, he doesn't want people to know his last name because he's just afraid of all the attention. I guess so. Maybe he lives in a tree, and it's called the Joshua tree. Oh, jeez. Hey, look, I got dad jokes, too. I got to get them right and get Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Uh, all right, in the in some really important news we got to get out there. I've had been holding the story for a bit. A seven-foot phallus sculpture oh, no. has disappeared okay. from a German countryside. So in a world We're talking a about year, a monolith, right? It's a well, big metal... Uh... You know, I mean, in, in a year where it's like monolith after monolith, we've had multiple... Uh, uppings and downings of these things. California ended up with one. Um, oh, California one makes me so sad. I know. It's lame. Uh, mm-hmm. Which is the one where they filmed the douchebags tearing it down? And they that, were was, like, that was California. Is that California? Yes. Those guys suck. And they, Yeah, really suck. The, what, the stuff they were saying. What, what are mm-hmm. we doing? What are we doing? We're, world? We not doing? I'm sorry, world. You guys are fine. You've had your moments in history, but you're all doing okay right now. America, knock it off. All right. Yeah, we've gotten our first monolith in Colorado. It's up in uh, Boulder at Chautauqua Park. Oh, there you go. It doesn't look like a seven-foot phallus, though. Oh, well, this one is like a wiener. Yeah. Uh, So this one's in the German countryside. Disappearance of a giant wooden phallus from a mountainside in Germany has prompted a police investigation. (laughs) Dongolith. This is a dongolith. It is located just outside (laughs) of... What's a town in Germany? Uh, 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 Berlin? Berlin? Uh, uh, Berlin? I couldn't think of one. <laughs> Officers in the Bavarian town of Kempton uh, are leading the probe to find the probe. Oh, according to a DPA news agency, which is uh, not clear whether the crime had been committed or not or whether it was a crime. They don't actually know yet. But the seven-foot sculpture, which appeared mysteriously on the German uh, mountainside some years ago, is thought to have been uh, felled over the weekend with only a pile of sawdust left in its place, which means it probably got chainsawed uh, mm-hmm. or axed at the most, or at the worst. Uh, the sculpture had gained celebrity status in recent years as a destination for hikers and even appeared on Google Maps, where it is classified as a, quote, cultural monument, unquote. <laughs> I wonder if it's a uh, pokey stop. <laughs> <laughs> if it is, you better get extra balls. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, it's not bad. Local lore has been, or sorry, set... Has it that it was made as a prank birthday present for a young man whose families who did not appreciate the gifts, and so the 440-pound sculpture was hauled up the mountain and left there. Okay. Um, chat room, I have a, I have a photo I'd like to share with you now. I do this with. Uh, what would Twitch say? Is yeah, Twitch alright with Twitch this? Say I don't know. It's a public page, I guess. Uh, there you go, big, big, big wooden wiener, and uh, the probe to find its whereabouts begins. Where would you keep something like that? Would you? You had to break it all down and burn it, really, to get rid of the evidence. Otherwise, I think so yeah, because it's going to take up a lot of room in the garage or in your uh, tough shed in the backyard. <laughs> Seven you footer, could, you could fit it in there. Wrap it with uh, yeah. a bunch of uh, wreaths and garland and make it look like a pine tree, a little Christmas tree. Yeah, that'd be all right. Let's put the star on there. <laughs> Anyway, yeah. So I'm looking. I'm looking at your a screenshot of yeah. uh, Farago or Farago. Oh, yeah. yeah. And uh, so, where do you click your little scrubber? Over there, to see the waveform on, on the, the far, far right. right. Yep, you can scrub. Yeah, I there. did that. I put the scrub where I wanted it. When I hit play, it started at the beginning. Maybe oh, a... from a pause position. Well, you know what? Let's test it. Let's see. So let's okay. say I'm going to play that. Um, yeah, let's see. We're playing. Right, so I'm going to try this. Okay. Pause. Okay. 
or stop it. Then I'm gonna put this well, here. Well, if you, yeah, I mean, if you. Oh yeah, it's totally working. So if I stop and put the cursor in there anywhere, it'll just start wherever. Weird. I okay, it didn't work for me. It, it still wanted to start at the beginning, so I'll have to. Maybe there's a preference. No, it actually lets me do it in real time. That's annoying, but yeah. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's cool. I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad. I really yeah. enjoyed that, by the way. I thought that was great. It was just a nice Good. change up today. Good. I was ready to have my knowledge tested. Instead, I had to just think sure. about what Kit would You think. have to trust somebody else's knowledge. Yeah. Uh, what else? Oh, yeah. Sarah Jessica Parker in the news. Mm -hmm. She's stolen a seven-foot wooden phallus from Germany. <laughs> nope. Matthew Broderick is unamused. Not amused at all. All right, here it is for real. Sarah Jessica Parker perf uh, perfume was blamed for a Melbourne kangaroo attack. Oh, jeez. Oh, no. I hope our oh. friends in freaking Australia are okay. That's right. Was Sarah Jessica Parker wearing it at the time, or is <laughs> it somebody else wearing Sarah Jessica Parker perfume? They were wearing it, I believe. So here's how it went. A woman who was stalked and attacked by a kangaroo on the outskirts of Melbourne is, uh, has revealed the bizarre reason why she was targeted. Tracy Noonan says she usually sees ruse all the time. So they do. They shorten everything over there. Ruse. Ruse, yeah. Uh, all the time uh, while running to Beaconsfield and Melbourne's outskirts. But on Saturday, a lone ruse st uh, spotted her and just kept getting closer. Uh, if we just use ruse one time in the article, you're fine. You don't have to keep using ruse. Right. But here's what you have to do, Brian. This next paragraph is a quote. You need to do it in one of your accents okay. for the Australian. All right. So this is a female. So higher voice. Yep. Australian. All right. Here we go. <clears throat> it had to jump a couple of fences to actually get to me. And by the last fence, I thought, oh, my God, this kangaroo is not going to stop. <laughs> I like that you... You prefaced it by saying, all right, female, and then just didn't do anything close. Exactly, yes. Or are you saying, hmm, maybe Brian's saying all females in Australia sound like men. <laughs> that hmm. was my Sheila. That was the Sheila impersonation ah, I was doing. I see. Yeah. Anyway, I she said within a... sex in the city. <laughs> says within a moment of turning her back and covering her head, there was a massive thump on her back. She fell to the ground, turned to see a kangaroo standing over her. That's scary, dude. Um, I put my head back down because I thought, oh my goodness, this is how uh, this thing's going to claw me to death. It happened so fast. Turns out the reason this all happened is because she was wearing a certain perfume that really set off the kangaroo, which happened to be Sarah Jessica Parker's new perfume. It's the new perfume uh, called uh, This Perfume Smells Like a Kangaroo's Vagina. There you go. Uh, or this, this will last as long as my face. Just kidding. That's terrible. <laughs> she has a normal face. She's a lovely woman. That's fine. Uh, let's see if I can find the name of that stuff. It's called. Uh, oh, we don't have a name for the perfume. Oh, that's too bad. Should, that that could have made this a PSA. I know. I agree. This could have been some free advertising, and they blew it. Or maybe they maybe that's the right thing to do is not give her free advertising for her kangaroo mm. attracting scent. Should be. Yeah. I do like how uh, the article. Uh, apparently has a picture of Sarah Jessica Parker and a kangaroo and in the middle it looks like Sia uh, <laughs> Sia's back yeah Sia's back oh man this is great she's been kind of quiet for a while it's fantastic yes, yes. <laughs> um, finally good news everyone 10,000 free McRibs are going to be offered mm -hmm. to people who shave and show their hairless face mm-hmm because how else are you going to get rid of those McRibs? No one's going to buy them. 
please save your clippings for our new sandwich, the Mick the Mick <laughs> I did see. I did notice on the uh, on the Twitter today there was a there was a number of promoted tweets for McRib coming back. So apparently they're making a big yeah, push for. They're really pushing it. Yeah. But here's the problem: is that you had to shave, then send them a tweet or something, or an, an Instagram yeah. of the photo of your shaved face, and from there they were going to decide. So. You're shaving your face without the guarantee of a McRib. Right. So if you have a beard you've been like cultivating, those, I don't like those odds. I don't like them either. It's only 10,000 out of the millions that'll mm-hmm. enter this thing. Don't even try. Mm-hmm. Unless you were going to shave anyway, then fine, just do it. Right. If it was a November deal, right, where you did no shave November and like, oh, I'll shave and I'll just I'll just do it for McDonald's. Yeah, but if you have been cultivating a fabulous Right. Would jury beard. do this? I think not. No. I would I'd buy him a McRib and tell him to save his time and save the trouble. That's right. To announce it would be offering its barbecued slathered sandwich uh, again in October for the first time in eight years nationwide. Um, they, that's when the announcement. Slathered yeah. sandwich. It's really gross. I don't know if you've ever eaten one. They're gross. I dude. have. Yeah. They're gross. I just don't like the fact that it's shaped like a rack of ribs with the bones to fool you into thinking it's really ribs. It's really but foul. But if, if, if you befell for it, you wouldn't eat it because of the bones. Yep. You're right. It's it's the worst fake out. It's just yeah. pressed bad meat. It's really like shaping your beef patties uh, in the shape of a cow. Yeah. But in this case, <laughs> I don't even think they kind of, I think it's like that pink meat stuff, you know? Oh, like the yes. leftovery business from the chicken nuts or whatever they do. No, I think it's really it's really some portion of it is pork. Oh. Well, they uh, by law, I think it has to be. But I wonder yeah. how much they have. What to. portion is that, right? Yeah, it's like, oh, our chickens are free range. Eighty percent pink sludge, twenty percent pork. <laughs> yeah, what pressed in F- a Play-Doh uh, form factory. That's like the flies in the ketchup. You can put some money in. That's right. You're gonna eat them anyway. The McRib debuted, by the way, nationally in the U.S. in 1982. So it's been a long time since the debut. Eight years since the last time it was available, and it's back. So wait, that would have been back, 20, baby. 2012, 2013. 12. I don't know. Can't do math. That's it for the news, everybody. <laughs> We're going to take a break when we come back. Bill Duran and, of course, Mr. Steve Schleicher right after that. Before all that, though, a song break helmed do, by one Brian Dibbett. I do remember a um, uh, one of the coverthons that I did years ago where I had you and Brian Dunaway on. And during coverthon, Brian Dunaway from his car drove to McDonald's, got a McRib, and ate it live on on twitch oh i forgot about that yeah, yeah that was great that we was before do. his slim down so maybe that might have been the last mcrib he ever ate that's <laughs> true he's a skinny <laughs> spindly dude now so probably you're probably right yes, exactly um dude i am so excited to play this uh i love yacht rock i unapologetically love the sounds of folks like Holland Oates, michael mcdonald boz skaggs and steely dan and um, and so if there's a modern band that can take those those sensibilities and interject it into their own music, then I'm all for it. Uh, we have that that band today. The band is called Young Gun Silver Fox. That's right. <laughs> okay. Young Gun Silver Fox. Right. Their brand new album, Canyons, is out now via Coal Mine Records and Imprint Karma Chief Records. Big thanks to them for sending me a copy of this. Um This is some modern yacht rock for you. This is a great song called Who Needs Words? Here's the band Young Gun Silver Fox. One, two, three, four. 
guys, let's talk about Magic Spoon. The episode's brought to you by them. Oh, just sitting down to a bowl of something more healthy is a good feeling, isn't it? For me, growing up, cereal was one of the best parts of being a kid. But I had to give it up because it was full of sugar and junk. Stuff you shouldn't eat. I mean, you know, when you're a kid, you don't know any better. But I can't do it now. Definitely, I can't do it now. But anyway, trying to cut down on carbs and sugar and unhealthy food in general, I basically realized I can't eat almost anything anymore. (laughs) The things I used to anyway. But hey, how about breakfast being good again? Well, Magic Spoon's got you covered. Zero sugar, 11 grams of protein, and only three net uh, grams of carbs in each serving. And so many people have asked. And now I can finally tell you. You can build your own custom variety box. Yeah, that's right. Much sought-after feature of the service, and now you can do it. You can choose from the best-selling cocoa, fruity, frosted, and blueberry flavors, plus brand-new flavors, including peanut butter and cinnamon. I haven't tried the cinnamon yet. I'm kind of a cinnamon nut, and I'm sure it'll be good because that other stuff I've had from them is amazing. Anyway, it tastes amazing. Honestly, too good to be true. Really, it is. It's keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, low-carb, and GMO-free. I think my favorite flavor has always been the cocoa. I like me some chocolate, and knowing that I'm not killing myself while eating it is a really nice feeling, too, and it tastes great. It's very, very good. Go to magicspoon.com slash TMS and build your own custom variety box and try it out today. And be sure to use the promo code TMS at checkout. That way you get free shipping. Magic Spoon is so confident their product is backed with 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they refund your money, no questions asked. That's magicspoon.com slash TMS and use that code TMS at checkout. We thank Magic Spoon for sponsoring today's show. know about 2B? Um, yes, well, the bunker told me to expect you. My name is Anemone. If you get the chance, ask him if it's true that Joan Crawford had crabs. The Morning Stream. I got a thing about chickens. in the show that scott fletcher was in the chat room is he still get out really yeah. i saw somebody was saying hey mr fletcher this and that and i was we were just getting started so i didn't have a chance to say anything but uh oh wow same here i had no idea we always like was he in there oh we miss we miss that Zoe guy. says he was and i guess uh not anymore because jk grammar just invoked his name and it did not highlight oh yeah he's great but uh he was great because he's not him. here anymore we can say all sorts of mean things about him so that's right uh, we'll see him soon. Okay, let's get uh, Bill up in it uh, because that's our deal. That's what we do. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. we'll talk to him for a minute and then we'll uh, jump over to Steven and then, you know, that'll be a show. But before that, we got to play this little thing right here. Where is it? Okay. No, it's the wrong one. Hold on. Your bat cave's open there, Bill. Got to label that better. Hey, it's Bill Duran joining us all the way from the Pacific Northwest in the home of PunishedProps.com. Bill, welcome back to the show. Good morning, friends. Good morning. Thank you. Thank you for adjusting your schedule an hour forward for us today. You mean sleeping in for another? Ah, hour? no problem. Yeah, I'm glad I let you <laughs> last night. That's the Twist funny. your arm. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> What's great is it's just like doing another daylight savings. No big deal. You know. Sure. It'll yeah. Prepare you for the spring. It'll be fine. Uh, yeah. Anyway, 
Uh, it's good to have you here. Of course, Bill joins us on Mondays talking about all things making stuff. We're all trying to be makers in our own weird way. Bill is definitely one of those guys. And before we get started real quick, I, I tweeted this to you, but I'll just say it again. There's this new World of Warcraft Shadowlands ad campaign where all these old guildmates are answering the call to play the game. And to do it, they're pulling out these giant horns, like okay. war horns that are very Warcrafty looking horns and blowing them so christian nairn blows one and freaking ronda, ronda rousey blows one and they're all these like famous people who play wow we're all blowing these horns and answering the call and the second i saw that horn i went oh that's a bit that's bill's gonna make that I bill's gonna, make, gonna one. make one of those yeah he's totally hey, gonna make a war horn there's no way he's not so i'm just saying go watch that commercial bill see if it inspires yeah. you if it doesn't it's fine but if it does, you know, just you know, get get going on that. It looks that looks. Uh, I just found a picture, and it looks like something you could totally make out of foam. Yep. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm and not sure. That, like, I'm not sure those ones are using aren't foam. You know what I mean? Right. Like, right. Yeah. Yeah. I think they may and have done that. And if you if you Scott would like to hire me to make that, <laughs> then my my rates are very reasonable. Are they okay? <laughs> I'll talk to you off air. But uh, okay. I, I'm very excited about those stupid horns for some unknown reason. I just think they're cool. Uh, all right. Anyway, so Bill, what have you brought to uh, to us today? Um, I have a fun thing to talk about, but first, I would like to take a quick moment to remind folks that if you're shopping for Christmas uh, or any other holiday presents for your friends and family, then it's worth at least taking a peek on like Etsy or some of the artists that you follow and see if they're selling anything. Because I got to tell you, right now this year, those small businesses could use your help. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So uh, while you're doing your shopping, uh, just take a peek around and see what might be available. For example, we found a potter on Etsy that we liked and got and Britt got some uh, uh, planters for her family. Mm -hmm. And that's just bought straight from the person that made it and sent straight to us, which was really cool. That's awesome. Love that. So a quick reminder. And now I want to talk about shop organization. Who's ready? What? <laughs> I'll, I'll bet even if you don't have a shop, this is going to be useful for people to just have yeah, a no studio kidding. or an office or anything else. If like you that. if you have many small things to organize, uh, I recently leveled up my shop organization game, my small port parts organization, mm -hmm. and I bought some Sortimo cases. Now, Sortimo is a brand. They make these cases that are kind of briefcase shaped a little smaller than a briefcase maybe but they're kind of flat-ish uh -huh. and in the case it's filled with individual sorting containers small sorting containers so maybe there's uh, 40 individual containers inside this case and so I can have 40 different of anything in there mm. so like I have you know, nuts and bolts and screws um, uh, or uh, taps or all sorts of stuff uh, and these uh, these Sortimo cases are really great at containing all those. And all these individual containers, you can pull them out one at a time. If you just need like your one inch quarter 20 screws, you can pull that out and bring it over to your project. You don't have to bring the whole thing with you. Uh, now, there are lots of other brands that make similar containers. I know Stanley has some that are really good that people like that are mm -hmm. cheaper. Um, so you can do the same thing with lots of different brands worth. I will say that I've tried a lot of these different sorting containers. And while Sortimo is the most expensive, it is also the best. Mm. <laughs> so that I ended up buying those. What makes them expensive? Uh, Are they just sturdier or whatever? 
They're really sturdy. Um, the the way that all the parts fit together is bulletproof. It just works really well. The the plastic they use is not that flexible. Um, and when you put all your small uh, containers in and close it and lock the top shut, you can shake this thing around and mm -hmm. the parts aren't going to pop out of one little cup into the one next to it. They're really good at keeping all of your parts separate and contained, uh, especially if you're going to be like traveling with this or uh so let's say i want to do a bunch of work off-site with all my quarter 20 hardware i just grab that one case with all my quarter 20 bolts and screws and nuts in it throw it in the trunk of my car and when i get there it's not going to be a huge hot mess that i gotta sort again These things are cool yeah I, I use the i do actually have the stanley ones very similar don't look like they nothing near as rugged as this but mm. um i use those for uh board game pieces perfect if you've got you know a bunch of chits and meeples you need to separate out you can use it for yeah, that yeah um and also i use one for um uh 3d print pieces so like mm -hmm. screws and heat sinks and things like that that go into things that i 3d print um, perfect yeah this is really cool i love yeah this. you could even use it to sort all your D, &D minis maybe yeah. oh yeah sure Yep. Yeah, who needs a little bit of padding. Who needs chits when <laughs> sure, you yeah. D and D minis? Sure. Cool. Uh, now I'm I did splurge on the expensive ones, uh, but I only bought four of them. Uh, it still costs a couple hundred bucks, but uh, the thing is, I it takes time to sort everything into those. So in a couple months, once I'm done sorting everything, <laughs> I'll buy some more and I'll sort some more stuff. So this is a collection I'm going to be building over time. And while it is kind of pricey, um, at least I'm not spending like a thousand dollars in cases all, all at once. Yeah. Uh, so cool. what sort of things does Bill sort? Well, yeah, what do you sort? I have many different screws of various lengths, yeah. different types of screw heads and different threads, diameters and thread pitches and all that. Uh, so for example, um, I might have a, a quarter 20 screw, a bunch of quarter 20 screws that are one inch long, some that are two inches long, some that are three inches long, etc. Each one of those lengths gets its own little container inside of that case. Um, I also have a different case that I use to separate all of my rotary tool bits. I have a lot of those. <laughs> uh, I have one case specifically for metric hardware. I have a different one specifically for uh, imperial hardware. I have another one that's mostly just taps and dies because I have that many of those as well. Mm. What uh, do you do as far as labeling so that when you open this thing up, you know, it's, it's almost like a, uh, a Whitman's chocolate sampler where yeah. you don't want to have all the labels on the bottom and say, okay, where are the M5 screws? Oh, and that one, do you do like a little label and put it inside the box that contains the item or do you put it on the lid or what do you put it? So when you're looking at this, you open the case and you look down and you see all these little containers, right? Mm -hmm. uh, you can't see the sides of these containers. You can only see into them because they're all hugging one another. Right. Uh, so I do have a little label maker, little uh, brother, Dymo. I think. Oh, brother. Something, okay. something like that. Uh, and I can type in on a little keyboard and it prints out a perfect little label. And then that gets stuck on the inside of the case or in the inside of those inside little of containers. Yeah. yeah, that makes so sense. So when you're looking at it, you can see all the labels facing right back at you mm. um so and i've been going hog wild with that that label <laughs> that label maker i had to order more label label tape for it <laughs> yeah uh but it's so satisfying it's a great way to spend like i would spend an hour a day on it for like a couple of weeks so i come into the shop and the first thing i do to like you know warm up a little bit 
could sort some nuts and bolts and label them all. And it was really satisfying. That's cool because uh, I have this thing where I'm trying to get rid of a ton of stuff. A lot of it's like nerd stuff or things that I just don't need or whatever. De- de-junk my studio a little bit. And I could never do the whole, like, right, I'm taking this whole Saturday. Film sack's over. I'm going to come in here and do that. Mm-hmm. That never works. Right. So instead what I started doing is saying, hey, what if I took three items a day Yes. Mm-hmm. and said, this I'm keeping. This is going here. That's going in the trash. Three. Done. Next day, more. Before you know it, you're a month in and you've gotten rid of, you know, you've done everything. It's and it, very smart. Yeah, that's how I started doing. Cause, and it feels Marie like Kondo would be so happy. There you go. Yeah. Oh, she'd be so stoked, but I wouldn't be able to see her because she's like, the, uh, comes up to my shins. I wouldn't be able to see her. <laughs> she's a little tiny lady. She's so small compared that's to right. me. That's right. She's very, very small. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. So I was able to uh, label all of my hardware in my cases. And what's great is the label maker I have when you, um, it's got a one inch wide tape. So if I type a bunch of text, it's one inch tall. So, which would be way too big, right? But you can hit enter on the keyboard to make more um, uh, lines of text. And if oh. I make three lines of text, it, it shrinks each line down. So I can fit a lot of information on these little labels. So for example, when I, I have all these taps, right? So like a quarter 20 tap has a specific drill bit that you use to drill the hole for the quarter 20 tap. All my drill bits are in a drill bit container. So on the label, I wrote, you know, quarter 20 uh, tap, but then I wrote the drill bit I would need, the corresponding drill bit. So I can take this tap out, go to the job I'm going to work on, look at the label and be like, oh, I need that size bit. I go to my drill bit container, I get the correct size drill bit, and I'm good to go. And then when I'm done, everything goes back where it belongs. It's going to be great. That sounds fantastic. Cool. Yeah. Well, that's great. Uh, Get yourselves organized, you bastards. That's what we're saying. (laughs) <laughs> uh, Bill, uh, d- uh, did you bring any uh, a bonus uh, links for the today? Any recommendations for the people? Yes, I sure did. Uh, dropped a link in the chat. You guys can look up our friend Ali Spagnola hey. over on t- over on the uh, the YouTube. Mm-hmm. She gold leafed an entire skeleton. Oh, I like, heard about this on wow. her TikTok channel. Tell. She showed some of it. I can't believe she did this. It's crazy. Me neither. She's awesome. Like aside from the cool music stuff she's doing, these new like physical projects of like uh amazon box statue of liberty and yep uh, or uh, a, a pop socket pop wall, socket wall. <laughs> yes. she pisses me off because she's she's so di- di- diligent about her fitness regimen and it pisses me off yeah she's so freaking well, she's, fit and makes the rest of us look pudgy and i hate she's, it she's she's very good at everything she does and she does a lot of things <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. yep uh, but good on her. I've done a lot of gold, not a lot, but I've done a, I've done enough gold leafing to know how much of a pain in the butt it is, uh, and the intricacies of a human skeleton, a full size human skeleton. I imagine was quite a pain to wrap in gold leaf, but she did it. Yep, and it's and it's one of those things where it's like you can you can ask why if you want to, but. You're not going to get an answer you're going to like. Just <laughs> just do the thing because you want to do it. And I love that about her. She's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Total yeah, sweetheart. It's fantastic. I always wished we'd have been able to get her to a nerdtacular, maybe in the future. Because yeah. she'd just. Power great. hour. Yeah. We'll, we'll oh, get yeah. her for one of these. Yeah. Yeah. One of these days it'll happen. Uh, all right. Great recommendation. Go check her out. Uh, that's Ali Spagnola. And you can find her on her uh, YouTube account. She's got all sorts of stuff on TikTok and every other damn thing. Instagram. She's all over the place. 
Uh, Bill Duran, PunishProps.com. Go check it out and follow Bill and his fine works. And hey, he's one of those creators you could go and buy like a Foamsmith book from, for example. Sure, yeah, we have a lot of them. Yeah, There's so a go, lot left. Go do that. <laughs> go do that. Uh, Bill Duran, Chinbeard on Twitter. We'll see you next time. See you guys. Bye now. All right. Sorry, I have to close this window. All right, we've done it. And that means all that's left is major spoiler zone Steven Schleicher. Yes. Comes swooping in like a monkey on fire. <laughs> Steven. It's Steven. His mother called him that, and so do we. How's it going, Steven Schleicher for major spoilers? Hello, Scott. Hello, Brian. It's going. <laughs> Hello. Hey, thank you. Like we thanked Bill for uh, for adjusting your schedule today. We really appreciate it. Not a problem. Uh, you're one of those beards I would not want to see shaved, for example. Oh, well, then you should have been uh, at my house this weekend. Oh, did you shave? Oh. I trimmed it all down nice and short like yours. Oh, man. I saw it on uh, your stream and you were playing. What's that? Probably term? Into the Breach, I into think. Into the Breach, day. yep. That game is so rad. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Watching you play that and I just thought, oh, I should just let mine go. But now you're now you're closer to me. Yeah. Oh, well, it's all right. Hey, I'll give it three months and it'll be long again. <laughs> uh, you guys can't see it, but I, I did a little bit of purple in the hair. Uh, my wife. Oh, did you? Yeah. yeah my wife had a, little, can't see she it. had a little purple left, and it's not much. It's pretty light. But she says, hey, why don't we just use that up? And I said, all right, fine. Let's just get it in there. And then I went and saw the doctor today and hoped she didn't think I was having some sort of midlife crisis. <laughs> anyway, uh, Stephen, it's always good to have you here. Major spoilers, big part of our week. We love talking about all this stuff. And the one thing we haven't really discussed in too much detail other than the uh, you know sort of surface stuff is this move by Warner Brothers and HBO Max mm-hmm. to take their entire 2021 lineup, basically all the movies either got delayed or that were scheduled for that anyway, and commit to day and date HBO Max streaming of things like Dune and The Matrix 4 and everything else you can think of that Warner Brothers or that's those studios have their hands on and it's a that's a massive decision uh, which to me uh-huh. like again we've talked about this a bunch of times it always feels like the writing's on the wall a little bit like the more this stuff starts happening at home the less and less theaters are are the crucial aspect of it all and so it was like, well, it's a matter of time, but it's probably a really long time. And then COVID-19 came and said, hey, what's up? And we went, oh, we can shit. speed this up. Yeah. yeah, what if we accelerate everything? And so they've really taken the biggest step here. So your thoughts, your feelings, your take on this? Has it changed movies forever? Like, what, what do you what do you think? Um, I don't know if it changes movies forever. One of the things, though, that kind of is a precursor to this was a lot of the studios were telling people that come to the quote-unquote office that, many of them wouldn't be returning until summer of 2021 anyway. So that should have been a sign on the wall that, Mm -hmm. you know, the studios, while they may be in production for TV shows and some movies, uh, a lot of them see that the COVID relief, even with uh, the vaccines on the way, you and I probably won't get these until June or July anywhere way, at which case we're still going to stay the heck away from a theater. So why not catch your losses? Let's get these out there. Let's up those numbers on the HBO Max subscription. Mm -hmm. Let's uh, get a little bit of earnings incomes uh, coming out for investors, which, you know, the investors are pretty happy with the uh, the HBO news. Uh, If you uh, if you have any stock in AT&T or just simply T, then um, then you're in good shape there. There's a couple of other things that are really weird about this. Number one, uh, I've been talking about day and date release. I hate going to my movie theater because it's a piece of crap. Yes, I'm in a rural community. Yes, this probably means that we will not have an eight-screen movie theater going forward. That's fine by me. The theater deserves to close. It's a horrible place. Um, But I think for most people that live in a 
bigger city area, yeah, you might have like two of your six theaters close, but you'll still have yeah. theaters to go to. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. There'll always be this, yeah. this experience, think- right? Even if it's a higher end one, like Brian, like we always talk about how uh, the, what's the one in Austin? I always forget the name. Oh, the Alamo Draft yeah, House. Yeah. 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 Places yeah. like that will thrive. Yeah. You know, you know, we might switch because we had the AMC uh, Stubbs program where we could go see as many movies as we wanted to, or up to three a week or something. And Alamo offers a similar kind of thing. If AMC goes away and AMC is is teetering on the edge of <laughs> well, of they bankruptcy. are again. I mean, yeah, yeah, they've already um, they, they got that five hundred million dollar loan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. and now they're trying to sell off their stock as quickly as they can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Regal Cinema's so, got like an eight hundred and forty million dollar bailout. It's gonna make it's gonna make uh, theaters have to be a little bit more competitive. The ones that do stay alive through all this, and I'm much happier supporting a an independent company like Alamo Drafthouse than a massive, you know, monopoly of a of a company like AMC. I love mm-hmm. I, I just love the recliner seats at AMC. They don't have that at uh, Alamo Drafthouse, but they do have food. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Depends on which one you go to, because um, here's here's the thing. The, yeah. Steven Spielberg and George Lucas said this like a decade ago, and I kind of scoffed at it then. They were both saying, well, you know, the movie theater experience is going to become more like uh, a Broadway play where a movie will run for you know months at a theater and you're probably going to pay a lot, but it will be a one of those dress up kind of events, a big event. Yeah. And uh, I kind of scoffed at it until I my wife and I went out of our way to go see Hateful Eight. Yeah. At a movie theater in Kansas City, mm-hmm. projected in seventy projected in seventy millimeter film, not digital oh, wow. projecting. Wow. Okay. And yeah, it, we paid a lot of money for that. We both really wanted to go see it. It was going to be a nice Christmas Eve kind of deal, and that's something that we both remember. I think that that's kind of where we're going to see stuff. Yes, you're, we're going to see some big tentpole films coming to, you know, the 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 theaters. But I think most of the time we're going to see the mid level and low budget stuff direct to these streaming services and that's going to be a good thing for consumers it's because we're going to be demanding so much of it it's going to mean that the studios are either going to have to step up and say well we need to make more 50 million dollar movies which means more voices can get their chance to have a movie made uh and i also think that this is going to point to something that a lot of people have also pointed at um one of these theater chains amc probably is going to be bought out by a disney or a netflix or a sony or a uh, at&t by 2022 yeah Oh, yeah. geez. Yeah, you're probably right. Yeah. yeah. I don't, I, I completely agree with what both of you have said. And I, but lots of industries have to adjust like this, uh, given changes in their, in whatever. This is a bit of an accelerant year. So I understand that this is a little, you know, this can be a little harsh on the, on the theaters to have this happen now. Um, but it does feel like it was already part of a, of a pattern and, uh, yeah. they were headed this way anyway. Yeah. And so, yeah, like, There'll be someone will find ways to adjust. I don't think Alamo is going to be out of it. There are plenty of places. Mm-hmm. That place in Vegas we went to will still exist. Like the place in Vegas isn't bad. I just they just got to fix that bright blue light that comes on when somebody wants a refill yeah. of their diet Dr Pepper. Everyone's got like a high power LED in their chair. It's so stupid. Exactly. And so what were they thinking? It's like oh no, Thanos is going to wipe out God. Who turn off that blue light? <laughs> I know. It's like Jeez. Thanos is a uh, blue gem. Won't, won't stop. <laughs> Does everybody have a power gem in this place? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so you're gonna have you're gonna have all that stuff, and you're gonna see more more stuff at home. I'm one of those guys. It's like mm-hmm. man, I grew up in theaters. I love them, but I'm good, man. I'm good. Mm-hmm. I don't. I'm okay fun. seeing just the just the tent poles that I want to see in theaters. This um, this HBO Max Warner deal is gonna make me watch all of those movies mm-hmm. that they're releasing, 
only maybe a quarter of which I would have said, no, I got to mm-hmm. see this, or I'm going to go see this in the theater. Right. So mm-hmm. um, they're right. not losing money really by doing this. HBO is, I mean, Warner probably is, but HBO isn't. Yeah, Warner, that's a good well, point. And they're all one company. I mean, now, no so Warner. I mean so, Warner's getting the money, right, exactly. I mean, HBO. they have to do some money going back and forth across the table. So yes, right. Warner Brothers is right. getting some money. We just don't know how much yet. So. Yeah, yes. but I'm like, when Dune comes out, that's normally a thing that you, I would want to go to the best theater on the planet for and mm-hmm. um, all that. But you know what? I'm good. If it's on this service and I'm getting 4K in here and I'm watching it in an OLED freaking HDR setup and I'm getting doing that way night of, I'm good. Yeah. And I'm this good. is really, you know, obviously it's immediate effect is is Warner Brothers, but if theaters are going to lose business once the early vaccines start going out because people still aren't going to be vaccinated, still not going to be going, then I could see you know disney following suit and saying okay we're gonna do this with black widow relax mm-hmm. <laughs> it just took us a long time to decide but we're gonna go i ahead don't know i don't know think, because yeah. here, here's the other thing dune franchise film matrix yeah. franchise film uh wonder woman and the other stuff that's coming out all franchise films uh-huh. they have to get that stuff out because they're already starting production on these other yeah. installments of these franchise films so yeah, if they right. don't get them on direct to streaming then these franchise films are going to be like, oh, uh, two comes out before one. That's really weird. Sure. Uh, so well, yeah, it's one of these Black things. Black Widow is a franchise to. film, you it know, is. and it's and there's going to be likely tie-ins between since Florence Pugh is joining the uh, Hawkeye Soldier. cast. Mm-hmm. Oh, is it Winter Soldier or Hawkeye? I thought it was Hawkeye. Oh, maybe it is Hawkeye. Um, then She's you know, so awesome! I'm so excited. We need we need that released before the Hawkeye TV show comes out, and so mm-hmm. we can't can't push too long. She's but, awesome, uh, dude. She is awesome. I love that. That woman. she's she's the most welcome addition to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah. Uh, she's completely sold me so on great. the stuff I've seen. Speaking around. of Marvel, Brian had a question he wanted to ask me. Oh, I did. Although I think it's going to be based on your email, a very short answer, but, uh, well, no, I've got something to say, but, oh, good. Okay, good. So the Marvel six, one, six, the, the, um, next to last episode of that series focuses on a day in the life or a week or a month in the life of Dan slot as he writes, uh, a comic that I'll never pick up iron man, 2020, <laughs> you don't like Aaron Stark or whatever his name is? Arno or whatever Arno, it, is. Yeah. What it is. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't like those stupid giant gears that no superhero would ever use as shoulder pads. I'm with, uh, what's his face, the artist who said, can we downplay those stupid <laughs> gears? <laughs> but uh, he's come under fire because, um, A, apparently he's kind of uh, aggressive back to, to haters on Twitter. And B, he's, which is fine with me. I kind of support that. And B, his dawdling in the episode, his his appeared dawdling in the episode affects the livelihood of those people who rely on those comics to get out to feed their families. Yeah. So a couple of things about this. First of all, all the other episodes really, really good where they're sitting down and they're talking about the women who created the Marvel Universe. They're sitting down and they're talking about you know, all these little the little cosplay. things that people never thought about, you know, the spider, yeah. yeah, the cosplay, all these little things. Number seven is the only one that is really supposed to be trying to show you a documentary of what's really, and I put this in air quotes, what's really happening mm-hmm. in the mm-hmm. comics industry. Mm-hmm. The thing starts out like 16 weeks before launch, right? 
And so they, you see Dan doing all of these things. And then it's like, it's a day before launch. And the, and the uh, letterer is like, oh, I've got to get all this in. And they only give me 15 minutes before it has to go to the printer. And then it goes to the printer. And then the very next day, Dan slots at the comic book store. That's not how comics work, people. Right, right. Yes, Dan may be following. And they were talking about the Marvel method, which apparently he's one of the very few that use that, which is a collaborative uh, process, which got a lot of people upset. Well, does that mean that Dan's just slacking off and everyone else is picking up the work? It's a collaborative process. That's all I'll say. And, you know, yeah. this uh, process is the same thing that uh, Mike Mignola uses in uh, in a lot of the Hellboy stuff now, where he comes up with the idea and the outline, and he gives it off to another writer to write it out. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, this stuff is very, very uh, kind of typical, where many people are collaborating on a project. Does, uh, the thing you have to keep in mind yeah. is the solicitations for Iron Man 2020 dropped in previews magazine three months before that comic was supposed to be on on the stands complete with the cover image so you know some of that artwork has to already be done to be able to show it yeah right yeah this is printed in the united states which you know one of the few places in the united states that, that still prints comics but you still have to then send it to diamond who is the distributor which has to sit in their warehouse for a week before they then send it out to everyone else so this last minute thing oh my god 15 minutes and the comic comes out tomorrow is completely made up for the narrative of this documentary yes yes that's a bummer i like documentaries that document things not tell me funny fibs it's a very entertaining episode but it is you know, of all of the eight episodes that uh, that came out for Marvel Six One Six, it's the it's the one I got the most feelings from least, or got the least yes. feel. I'll just say, I got the least feelings you. from right. the the final you. one. That one with the the school, uh, that that you know that made me tear up. It was so mm-hmm. sweet and awesome and and mm-hmm. so well done. But is it yeah, like a, is it like having a out. is it like having a little bit of cat poo in your cake? Can you eat the whole cake and still feel okay you about it? You can totally eat the whole cake. I think that up the Dan Slot episode I think is still really good and still worth watching as long as you go into it knowing that it's a it's a dramatization of the process that that mm-hmm. go, that's gone through to make a comic. I mm-hmm. found it really interesting, but I knew it was like okay, well that's we need some we need some real uh, reality show drama. Let's have it yeah. look like it's taking a long time. And, and I need to go back and see who the director was on that one, because it may also be the director was kind of choosing how to tell this oh, story. Because all the other ones, yeah. you go back, I think, um, what's her Allison name? Bree, uh, Allison Bree. Allison Bree did one. In, yeah. uh, who was the one that did the episode two? Was that? Uh, I think that was Gillian Jacobs, the one Gillian about Jacobs, Marvel yeah. Women. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So two yeah, yeah. two community uh, actors that, that turned into directors for this thing. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. I want Childish Gambino to do one now. Let's get I know, in. right? Where's yeah. Where's Glover? Where's uh, Abed? Yeah, get Chevy Chase to half do one and then leave in the middle of it. Do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is all a great idea. Uh, that weird bald guy Paul that's Shore. the principal. Sure. Yeah. Um, that's uh, interesting. Speaking of Diamond, though, uh, you don't think we should pay much attention to their bestseller list? Why? They're supposed to be no. the, the know-it-alls, aren't they? What's what's the deal? Well, so here's the here's the thing, and, I, and it's for the last couple of years, I've kind of been downplaying it and really pointing out that hey, this list that Diamond sends out is only the comics that they ship in the direct market. It doesn't count subscriptions. It doesn't count digital. It doesn't count uh, you know bookstore sales or anything like that. It only counts the the comic book stores that that you may or may not go to, which is fine. They also don't give you any hard numbers. They just say well. You know, Spider-Man is number one this month. Well, that's fine. How does it compare to the next one? Well, we're not going to tell you that, but here's what came in at number two. Mm. Well, now things get even more complicated because now that DC no longer ships through Diamond, they don't list 
how the sales of DC Comics went. Uh, so even if you look and see, oh, Spawn sold uh, the number third position. Well, yeah, because there aren't any DC Comics that Diamond ships. So all of that stuff is really fraught with problems. So I would encourage people that if they see the top 10 comics from, you know, November of 2020, be very careful if you're reading that stuff. If it doesn't include any DC comics listed in there and it doesn't give an accurate ranking of the number of comics that are sold, it's probably very shady and shaky as far as how it's being reported. How do you, so do you have an alternative um, source? I mean, I come to your side, um, but sometimes you've got to find yeah, that stuff too. So there you... is Comic Cron, Kami. Let me see if I can find it. Tommy Cron. Uh, Tommy Cron. Yeah, com, yeah. C-O-M-I-C-H-R-O-N. Now, this guy, and, and he works with ICV2, um, they go in and they take these numbers from Diamond, and they also go and do spot checks with actual comic book shops. And then based on that, they can get a fairly accurate ranking, probably within a 1,000 comics either way, yeah. of what the actual numbers are for the month. So... They're saying for November 2020 that Wolverine sold was the number one issue selling 196,000 copies and Wonder Woman was number two selling 168,000 copies. And again, that's still an estimate, but that's still pretty close. Okay, interesting. By the way, can you tell me why Detective Comics 1000 was $10? What's that about? Uh, Well, uh, it was the anniversary issue and I think it was probably 60 pages. Okay, Spawn 300, same thing. It was eight bucks probably bigger yeah okay yeah yeah all right that's fine they got to make their money i get it uh everybody by the way every marvel fan that i know i haven't talked to brian about this funny enough though because he's the biggest marvel fan i know but um everyone else i've talked to loves that new um uh uh sorry the the one with uh iron man 2020 no the new the new marvel (laughs) one where the the new event where they're gonna go to oh the the, um, symbiote crossover yeah, oh, the King and Black. King and Black. King that's Black, it. Yeah, they're yeah. uh, uh, John Jagger in particular, who catches all this stuff immediately as soon as it's available, was raving about it. Loved it. Did you cool. Did you read it, uh, Stephen? I have not read any. Of, oh, sorry. No, no I sorry. haven't read it either. Yeah, I have zero interest okay. in that. You don't have any interest in it. Oh, I have zero interest in crossovers, to be honest, lately, because the deal is you buy a ten dollar comic and then you have to go and buy you know, 15 tie-in comics that are forced into a bunch of these issues only then to come back around to your final bookend uh, issue where you pay another 10 bucks and it's like, eh, what was the point? Yeah. That's that's what I love about Marvel Unlimited, though, is that you wait for the whole series to come out mm-hmm. and then you just say, add all these issues to my library and read them all one right after another in the order that they are intended to be read. You just got to wait. Well, now it's only three months, right? So we only have to wait right. three months for it. Maybe I'll do that. It's like bin, it's like TV binging. You wait for the series to be done, and then you go binge. Yeah, yeah. Read it in a trade. That's always a good place to do it. I'll do oh, it. that's good too. Then you're then you're giving money to the yeah yeah I comic like that. store as well. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, this is fantastic stuff. As always, that's what I always expect out of Stephen. Stephen, anything else you want to mention this week about major spoilers? Anything going on with the shows? Anything at all? Oh, sure. We are getting into the holiday spirit this week. Uh, this week on the Major Spoilers podcast, we're looking at Batman Adventures, the holiday special number one from 1994. All Paul Dini and Bruce Tim uh, throughout that piece. And then uh, later in the week on the Dueling Review podcast, we'll be looking at the Zenoscope Entertainment holiday special 2020. Oh boy, there could be no two comics that are polar opposites of one another in the way that they're telling stories. Wow, that sounds great. <laughs> well, I have this water here. What should I do with it? Uh, you should stay hydrated. Oh, okay. I'll drink it then. <laughs> I have to drink. I have to ingest it. I'll do that. Thanks, wow. Stephen. It's good advice from Stephen Schleich. That's very good advice. Can't, can't argue with any of that. 
Uh, all right. That's it for the show. Oh, we do have this mashup here, this Monday morning Yay, mashup. because it's Monday. We need this. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's it's like a fresh glass of water in your exactly. face. It's like a donut without the coffee. <laughs> Yeah, so let's get the coffee going. This is the Monday morning Blood mashup. Blue, uh, bloob. Bloob oh, wait, is it already playing? Oh, it is. It's, not it's already play playing, it. yeah. That's you, weird. You double-click that. This action. is called Nice Vase for Your Flowers, okay? And I think it's some singing, so uh, enjoy. <laughs> Blood, blue, uh, bloob. Blood, boob, implant, I know, I know, it's serious. having a good day it's a rare thing for me wearing my burberry coat shopping for doilies he was a skater man i said see you later man because you know that's what 36 year olds sound like yeah like a really old man (laughs) he was a walker man i said don't be a talker man singles The Germans love to Eken, Niken, Vuken, Viken, and you can just hear it and it's fine. I feel like I was just listening to some Def Leppard there. Eken, Hiken, Uken, Viken. I Oh, I'm getting into it. Charge them with the misdemeanor counts of cruelty to a prisoner and conspiracy. It was it's an unfortunate misdemeanor. 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 To court next week. Next week. While my guitar gently weeps, Bob and Mary Ann here on Gilligan's Island. She said, "I know what it's like to be dead." Yeah. And you're making me feel like I never born. <laughs> Overtaking the previous record holder, Despicato. Despacito. Despacito by Despacito. Latin. I can't remember lyricos, but you guys name Spanish speakos. Despacito. And then we'll have some one of our like talented rain listeners. Rain on uh, your wedding bah. day when you're marrying a guy named Rain. It's a free ride when you're already there but you're a big fog hat fan and free ride was playing in the car when they opened the door the time of my life i never made pottery like this (laughs) and i swear (laughs) if you put it in the oven for the right amount of time (laughs) it'll come have a nice vase for your flowers Sing about a lot of stupid stuff. Yes. Really, really dumb singing. Yeah. It was good, though. I enjoyed it. <laughs> good dumb singing. Yes. Hey, speaking of helping artists out with their stores and the whatnot, uh, check this out. We got this thing still going, and it's you're running out of time, is what I'm getting at here. Uh, Carter put together a package. Her sister's helping her do it. And the package includes a couple of uh, postcards, some prints, some uh, uh, pins, and uh, let's see, a magnet. And I put in half the artwork for it. Why did we do this? For a measly 25 bucks as a stocking stuffer? Because all the money, all of it, all of the profits go to help out tadpoolers in need. That's right. From our own community. People that have had a really rough year that just can't make ends meet. Uh, Kids who can't get toys. That kind of stuff. We want them to have a better Christmas. So all the money from this stuff is going to them. And there are limited quantities. So help tadpoolers out. 
Order before the 15th if you need it by Christmas because that's your cutoff. And if you're international, you better do it now because we can never tell what the hell those things are going to do. So get in there and check it out. MissCarter.art slash shop. Or just click the shop button when you get to MissCarter.art. That's M-I-S-S-C-A-R-T-E-R dot art. It's a dot art domain. Dot art. Dot Dot art. art. And uh, contribute because it's going to a great cause and it's a really cool deal. And it's also cheap as hell. Like there's, you'd never sell that stuff for 25 total, uh, ever any other way. So, uh, get on it. My daughter, my oldest is like, all right, remind him again, because I'm shipping soon and we got to get this done. And I'm like, all right, I'm doing it now. So there it is. Get that going. MissCarter.art slash shop. That is so awesome. Yeah, it is cool. Um, and what I love about it is, you know, it'd be one thing if I said, Hey, I have an idea. You guys want to help me with my idea? I didn't do that. Uh They had the idea. They yes. said, Dad, we want to do something for some of the tablers we're reading in Facebook. There's just st- hard stuff going on. And I said, well, yeah. what do you want to do? And then they came up with the whole thing. So I was happy to contribute, but really this is their jam. So uh, help them, help you, help them. All right. <laughs> That's the end of today's show. Uh, a reminder that our podcast and daily required podcastery is brought to you by you guys at home. Patreon.com slash TMS. Without that... And your help there, we all, what do we got? We got nothing. So help us out. Patreon.com slash TMS for everything else you may need to try to track down and find out. You can find it at our website, frogpants.com slash TMS. Okay, Brian, it's time to play a song. Go ahead. <laughs> Casey wrote in and said, hey, Swiss and Bree. It's the third time Bree has come up on this show. Yeah. I'd like to request a song for 12-7, which happens to be my friend Jeremy's birthday. Happy birthday, Jeremy. He introduced us uh, to TMS and the Frog Pants Network way back in 2010, and I've been listening ever since. I'd like to request any cover of Bon Jovi's Living on a Prayer, as it's been an inside joke of ours for years. Is it too early to get a fish sandwich? Mm-mm, it's not. It's just too slow of me to get a fish sandwich. Here. Hey, it's too early to get a fish sandwich. There you go. <laughs> I should always give you uh, a heads up. <laughs> there is a fish sandwich request coming up. I uh, love the Froyo Joe Blow Show Yo signed Casey. Um, well, first of all, happy birthday, Jeremy. Um, living on a prayer, man. That's such a, uh, a, a well covered song. So many different people. I was really tempted to play the um, the pastel Vespa version. She's this comedian who does this impersonation of an Italian pop singer that uh is so straightforward you almost believe it's just a regular pop uh, italian pop singer like not a not a fake um performance however i'm going with somebody that uh i can't believe i've never played his version of living on a prairie before he's so good it's a guy named Derek webb and he's a houston uh based artist who's put out a couple of um, these albums called democracy where he lets his listeners or his fans vote on which songs he covers. And normally I'm a big fan of the, I'm covering this song because I love it. It's, you know, I'm paying an homage to the original as opposed to I'm, I'm playing a cover of the song because my audience picked it for me, but he does such a great job with it. It's hard not to believe that he's a fan of it too. So uh, Derek Webb included this on volume two of his democracy series back in 2011. It's a cover of Bon Jovi's living on a prayer. Uh, very cool. All right. We'll be back tomorrow with the uh, usual lineup on Tuesday. Please come and join us then. And if you can't be here live, thanks for listening at home. We'll see you guys tomorrow.
Of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. Ah, 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 oh, no, no, not the face.